hushlings, and welcome to another Declassified Discussions. Joining us today is an ex-member of the secret society Ordo Templi Orientis, or the OTO. He is also a podcaster on shows such as New York Patriot, The Occult Rejects, and his most recent show, The Spiritual Gangsters. Hustlings, please welcome the NY Patriot. Thank you. I like that uh, intro. Appreciate that. I thank I thank you for actually even including the spiritual gangsters. Yeah, we had to get the full credentials out, all the credits, <laughs> always. Yeah, you now always. it just makes it sound like I have no life, and I just do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best life. I have though. a lot of time. So. Tell everybody, tell the hushlings, tell every all our listeners what you're all about, what your shows are about, and what you're into. Well, I guess just to sum it up real quick, like you said, I was a member of the OTO, the Ordo Templi Orientis. I guess eventually at some point, I mean, a bunch of things started to click, but at some point I just decided to leave and realized that I, I do believe I had joined this stuff because I do believe that secret societies and magic is manipulating and running the world. And I wanted to try to kind of like stay out of that matrix or kind of run the matrix for myself and just stay out of the bullshit and kind of just be a better person and have a decent life. I started to realize that the OTO for me just wasn't kind of going in that direction. I do think that a lot of these secret societies are a psyop in themselves. And I do think that they are influencing society and people's you know, ways of thinking. So once I started to really be convinced from my own experiences, besides my own ideas, I decided I needed to leave and I left. That was actually something that I was going to ask you about. You mentioned how they're affecting humanity in a negative way. What ways would you think? Are they using magic in a negative way or an influential way? I'd have to say when I first, and this is, yeah, this might take a little bit, but I'll try to explain it the best way I can. When I first started noticing, I had my own, like, I guess, like I said, my own magical experiences where things just started to make more sense and things started to click more. And you kind of start seeing everything for like, as it is taught to explain, but like I started noticing for sure and it was around, it was before the election. I really started to notice how much occultism was in our face on the TV and even, you know, not to try to get into it, but like even when I was kind of following QAnon, I started realizing, well, this is all fucking occultism too. You got to use Gematria and all this other stuff. And I was like, wow, this shit is like really in your face. So like not even so much the OTO. It's just I started to realize once I left the OTO and went back to like kind of getting into conspiracy stuff and just paying attention to the world around me and putting on the news, I started just realizing, holy fuck, have I not realized the last few years how much of this shit is really in your fucking face? So when I stopped going to the OTO, I really was just like, it's everywhere anyway, regardless if it's the OTO doing it. And that's what I meant to get at. That's why I started my podcast and my other shows is because I was just like, fuck, like to me, from my experience in magic, I think the shit is everywhere. And I just wanted to try to point it out, try to get people to understand what is it that they're looking at, the symbolism, the stories and movies, fucking color schemes. It all, you know, sounds, it all has to do with magic, in my opinion. And it's a big influence. So like I was saying, I started to come out and cover topics and trying to explain occultism so people can maybe understand like the shit in their face. It's just there to try to control you and mind fuck you into fear or just being controlled on how you act and think. 
And I think that is the main thing with magic that is really huge right now. It's all just psychological shit. It's all to put you in a state of fear. A lot like what David Icke says, the whole uh, problem, reaction, solution. That really is a lot of magic, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. They'll create a a problem, regardless if it's real or not, visually. We'll put on the fucking news or thrown around the fucking internet. People respond a certain way and then it sets them off. And I think there's a lot of magic is involved with that. Like what I talk about with Azov. Days off battalion. I don't know if you guys have heard yeah, me yeah. mention that. Like, to my opinion, once you start showing Nazi symbolism, in my opinion, that you're getting into occultism and magic. Yeah, I can't trust the Azov battalion sending video footage to the United States to show of what's going on in Ukraine. They have occult symbolism all over this shit. Somebody somewhere understands occultism and is using people for that, and then they're sending videos to here and showing us what's going on over there. That's bullshit. You have people that are magicians somewhere providing us with the visuals of what's going on in Ukraine. That's magic. They're making us see what they want us to see and making us believe what we want to believe. And then they, then we react the way they want us to. Send them money. Everybody put up your fucking flag, Ukraine flags. Throw your blue and fucking yellow everywhere, not knowing what the fuck it means. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and start worrying about people you don't even fucking know. That's the whole other thing that is fucking huge in the last few years. And even as much as a piece of shit Alistair Crowley was, he said the same fucking thing as a description for one of his tarot cards. It might have been the lover's one or something. Sympathy for the next fucking person is going to be humanity's downfall. Not empathy. Sympathy. Everybody changes the way they fucking think, act, and feel for someone they don't know at all. They see something on the TV. They never met that person. They're never going to see that person. They don't even know who they are after the 30 seconds they've been on the news, they could go home and beat their wife and eat fucking kids for Sunday for fucking breakfast. You don't know who the fuck they are, but yet you think you have a relationship with them and you're hanging on to every word that they say. That's fucking magic. Mm, That's like that in Hollywood, you know, see an actor, musicians. It's all about idol worship. What do you think is the biggest occult thing that's pushed in our face at the moment? Worshiping other people, idolizing them. Uh, Saviors, saviors, really. That's uh, you have QAnon with Trump. You got the left with fucking, you know, the Democrats and Fauci and fucking the science and all that shit. Everybody's looking for a savior to save them. I think Zelensky is part of that now. You know, you were just talking about Ukraine. I think Zelensky is that figurehead now, the savior complex. And he's what on TikTok live and doing live videos every day. I fucking Ben Stiller all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And you see all the stars going over to Ukraine all the time. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff, man. And they're definitely making him out to be that the main figurehead there. So I've got a question that might be a little bit difficult to answer. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure, but I'm fairly uneducated in the terms of like the occult and magic and things of that nature. How exactly can occult symbolism and rituals and things of that nature go on to affect the population? How is this influencing people to think and act a certain way exactly? Well, one sound in itself can create certain feelings. In my opinion, colors, specific colors, all give off a specific vibration Mm. in itself. So color schemes can affect you when you're looking at it, thinking-wise of what you're going to think about. And a lot of it is, and honestly, a lot of it, I think, is a lot of misdirection. Like, all right, I'll even use the Georgia Guidestones as an example. 
I don't know what the fuck if that what really what happened with that. But when you start looking at the time, the dates, and when everything was done, there is a lot of stuff that comes into like this would make sense if it was done like as a ritual because or part of it because it's just there's too much symbolism showing like magically the day, the time, yeah. and everything that happened. It would make sense. But in my opinion, it's like, all right, did that have to mean anything at all? We just blew it up. It doesn't really fucking mean anything. And now people are fucking like, what does that mean? What's going on? (laughs) Fuck. What's going to happen? Oh, no. Fuck. Like, it gets people going. Mm. That's all that that has to happen. You just have to get people worried and focused on something else besides themselves and their own life. Magic, I think, like you were saying, asking me, uh, sounds, colors, in my opinion, uh, Doing things at specific times too, it's like almost using certain energy or vibration to try to influence people also. Like that that guide stones, like I said, was done at during the hour of Mars and uh on the day. Since the sun didn't rise yet, it's technically still Tuesday magically. And Tuesday is for Mars. Mars is like war, chaos, destruction, or it could be like passion stuff like that but it doesn't always have to mean all right there was chaos and destruction with the georgia guidestones obviously but now it's rep it's replicating in the minds of people chaos and destruction and change inside their mm. mind mm. it's getting them to think differently than they did before that is chaos uh, me me liking newports and then tomorrow if i switch to marbles that'd be chaos <laughs> in itself because now i've changed my way of thinking i've changed what i've liked Whatever, it's a change. I'm not thinking or acting the same way yeah. I used to. No, I see what you're getting at. That's all that. That's all that fucking video was probably for, yeah. or that state. You know, whatever happened. You know, it may have just been for that, just to cause fucking chaos in people's minds. And it's amazing that they have HD security cameras on the Georgia Guidestones, but we don't have any footage of Epstein hanging himself. We needed to have those cameras from the Guidestones in Epstein's cell. The color thing is interesting, though. Just look at fast food, In-N-Out, McDonald's, Burger King. The red and yellow is supposed Mm. to promote, I guess, appetite or something along those lines. So you're starting to see almost every, besides Taco Bell, (laughs) you see almost every fast food chain has a red and yellow aspect. Taco Bell, in my opinion, they focus on the moon more. I actually believe <laughs> they're very, they're, their uh, commercials are very occult. I mean, if you realize that every time a fucking dong happens, these people act like robots and go and do something. Yeah, I was going to say the sound of the bell. Yes, sound of the bell can be used in magic as a representation of the moon. If you want to get into the whole moon matrix thing, the idea of the moon matrix, I think actually Taco Bell kind of shows you a pretty good fucking idea that if the moon is represented by a bell in magic, you hear the fucking bell, dong, and then they go and do whatever. They go to Taco Bell and go get food. Is that why it seems so much more favorable at night as opposed to like noon? Like I would never go think, let's go get Taco Bell at noon. Oh, yeah. When you're stoned and fucking got nothing to do in the munchies, you go to Taco Bell. Yeah, that's why they're oh, all the commercials talk about late night cravings, late night menu, open till 2 a.m. That's like the pushing point of every Taco Bell commercial, really. And you were talking about colors like purple is also one of those colors that represents spirituality and even in some instances represents death how is that color affecting everything along with the meaning and everything behind that late night push and the connection to the bell sound and the connection to the moon it kind of all comes together i wonder if taco bell is maybe the most malevolent 
of all the fast foods. <laughs> well, if you've seen the meat that they use, yeah, probably. <laughs> you remember how we mentioned about like uh, when you guys were on my show, I had got into like how I think like Saturn and the moon is connected. Mm-hmm. Oh, Purple yeah. would go with Saturn. Maybe that's some symbolism too with the coloring inside their uh, their logo. Well, there's that one commercial they just put out. Two parents are sitting there, and all of a sudden they hear the bell. They get up. They leave their children in the yard. They're just like, peace. I got to go get this crispy chicken taco now. They run there, and then you just see them like eating fake food. So there's good. one like, where they show like – I think like two kids walking I, – I, I could be wrong. It looks like something like a subway maybe. Two kids walking into a subway, both wearing like this fucking like outfit of like a shield and knight armor or whatever, you know, all, you know, pagan symbolism on their shit. The kids got a gold shield. This is the crazy thing. They're now on the Kabbalah tree of life. The sun is in the middle. The kids walking his shield, his gold shield happens to clip a silver fucking trash can, which now the silver underneath the sun would be the moon. That's the dong. Mm-hmm. They both look at each other and the kid with the shield who banged into the garbage can goes to Taco Bell. To me, when I saw that, that made sense and it was totally a cult to me. The sun, the moon, dong, fucking go get food. That's wild. We got to do an episode on Taco Bell. Seriously, <laughs> dude. Did the cheesy gordita crunch get you? And the kid was like dressed up as a warrior, which in my opinion, the whole that's the whole thing of like the sword is to cut the veil, you know. And he didn't get to cut the veil. The moon told him what to do instead. We want to dive a little bit into the OTO. Mm-hmm. And for those people that don't know about it, what's the OTO all about? Is it just like a regular, you know, Shriners? You guys go hang out, drink some beer and hang out? Uh, first off, I'll say if you join the OTO, that is, or like anything like that, or the Golden Dawn, or really, I have to, like you mentioned the Shriners. Freemasons, you're going to join that. You'll probably have to go up really fucking high or spend a long fucking time there to ever even touch on ceremonial magic. You'll have the shit thrown in your fucking face, the symbols and everything probably from the beginning and never realize it. But to actually start doing ritual work, that is so far ahead. The, if you join something like the OTO, the Golden Dawn, the Order of Nine Angles, the Temple Set, Temple of Satan, all that shit, you're going to be starting off with ritual magic pretty much as soon as you walk in. Like That's why you're joining is because you actually want to practice ritual and ceremonial magic. You know what I'm saying? With the, the Freemasons, and I'm talking about that at all when you first start. So if you join one of those things, from my opinion, it's because you actually are interested in performing ceremonial magic or at least the belief system, the philemic belief system, which is Alistair Crowley's stuff. So for me, like I joined it because I kind of wanted to get into the ceremonial stuff right away. That's just a difference. Like I know you mentioned the Shriners. I do want to say that if you join the OTO, I would just assume that you actually want to get into ceremonial magic right away. They have the Gnostic Mass. That's like the OTO's version of, I guess, of like church or mass. (laughs) You know, uh, it's mm-hmm. Gnostic, uh, you know, so it's like a cult. In my opinion, it's like a cult Catholicism. So you have that, that the OTO, most lodges, camps or oasises. There's three different types. An oasis, you know, camp is small. It's probably out of someone's fucking house or garage. Then you have an oasis, uh, which might be a little bit bigger, could be at a place. And then a lodge is more than likely going to be like in a building or rented out somewhere. You will have those three differences. But for the most part, they will all host uh, the Gnostic Mass. Um, the lodge I went to was pretty active. I'd say they had the Gnostic Mass probably almost every weekend, every other weekend. Sometimes it would be closed. If it's a closed Mass, that means only members can go. Or if you're a Minerval, which is like the first initiation you can take, they'll make you an honored guest. You can go to those. But if they have closed ones, they will be for only members only. 
They have classes that are open to the public. You could go there to learn about candle magic, talisman, any Dutch magic. I've seen a lot of different things. Um, sometimes they will cover people who are known in like history for maybe being involved in occultism or people that might have like aided to like occult knowledge. Um, you know, could be even people in the Gnostic Mass. They have a list of saints that they have their own saints. They could cover one of them every once in a while and just, you know, do like a history or like about that person. They'll do classes like that. They have rituals that they'll do for certain times of the year. Winter solstice, summer, all that shit. The three days for the book of the law when it was written by Alistair Crowley. They will do uh, rituals those three days in a row. Uh, Nuit's the first chapter. That's the first day. Hadith's the second chapter. That'll be the second day. And then Raho Kuwait's the third chapter. That'll be the third day. They'll do rituals and uh, food. You know, a banquet after the fact and all this nice stuff. I mean, they, these lodges, if they're active and they have a lot of members, they they do do a lot of stuff. I mean, the lodge even I went to, there were certain days, I think Wednesdays, I don't know if it was every week or biweekly, they would even have stuff like they put it up on Meetup or on like other social medias that like maybe a, a few people from the lodge might be meeting up at this bar or restaurant from this time to this time, if you're interested in meeting some people, not at the lodge, but outside in a public area to maybe talk about the Lima and get an idea. If this is for you, you can meet us. So it's, can meet us here too. So they do try mm -hmm. to go out into the community as well. And I do know that when you get to a certain degree, they will expect you also to start bringing people in or at least uh, signing people off. Like when you want to take, if you want to become a member and for the first four or five degrees, you have to get two people to sign off to even say they agree that you should even go up and that you're not fucking crazy. So they even expect you to start getting like signatures on papers too, like, you know, saying, oh, I think this person's good enough and stuff. So they do do the place that I went to was very active and they, they do to an extent try to go out to the public and advertise the OTO and get people interested. Did you have any special initiation ritual when you first joined does everyone well, go through the same thing everybody goes through uh i mean if you're going to become a member you have to do minerva which is an honored guest and then like you have to take your first degree to become like a real member uh if i like now i the masses i thought were pretty interesting i'm going to be honest with you and it may sound like it sound kind of funny but like there is nudity in the mass the priestess will get naked and there is a point where she will go up on. And I mean, in this, you can go fucking watch on YouTube. If you find David Shoemaker's version of the Gnostic mass, you will see the nudity. So this isn't something that I'm fucking that's you know not out there. This isn't a secret. Uh, there is nudity from the priestess. She will get naked at one point and the priest will put her up on the altar and she sits up there. Believe it or not, I had always still found that a little weird and uncomfortable it was always just like, you know, there's tits up there and like I feel uncomfortable if I want to look at them. And for the most part, like it's just like I don't even really want to see this chick naked anyway, not to sound like a dick. But there was a lot of that. <laughs> I hate to say it. So I was just like, you know what? If I was to start doing stuff in the mass, I wouldn't have to look at it as much because I'd be too busy doing shit. So I was like, you know what? I'll start seeing if I can child. Plus, I, was, I did want to kind of get involved because I was like kind of interested in some of the stuff at first. So in order to do that, you do have to get baptized and confirmed in the OTO in order to start taking a role, that basic role in the Gnostic Mass. Some people, when they do their baptism and confirmation, maybe they're taking everything serious. 
But like for me, I was just like, okay, this is just something I have to do to fucking play a role. I'm just gonna go along with it. But if I took it serious, I mean, after the baptism confirmation, I'm basically declaring myself a soldier for fucking horrors. And that's like you can choose to give yourself a magical name and all this and that. If just to wanting to be in the Gnostic Mass, you're gonna have to go through some bullshit just for that. You have to go get fucking oil rubbed on your fucking head, a bunch of shit read off. You're gonna have to be like, oh yeah, I swear to fucking horrors, blah 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 blah. So I mean, like you're saying, like things that you need to do just to be in the Gnostic Mass, I had to be baptized and confirmed in the OTO. No, they're not dumping my fucking head in the water or nothing. Now. They put oil on your fucking head. <laughs> they didn't put you in the kids' pool. No, <laughs> no they, they, that's the first degree they throw you in a. They, really? They put you in a kids' pool, and then the second degree they put you in it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is like a makeshift jacuzzi. Eventually, you will come across if you do their initiation. You know, I was reading recently when it came to secret societies back in the BCs that they performed a lot of faux deaths where they would either put you in a box or set you down into a crypt or some sort mm. of cave system and let you die, quote unquote. And that would be oh. your initiation into not fearing death and moving on with accepting the knowledge from the secret societies and the ancient knowledge that they would pass on to you. Is there anything along those lines that you've ever heard of? Not necessarily with OTO, but maybe with other groups or is that something that may still be going on? I know like that information is kind of, like I said, the ancient secret societies were delving into that a bit. Even like, you know, when it comes to the OTO and the Astrum Argentum, for one, supposedly the Astrum Argentum was actually out and existed before crawling. So that right there makes me think it's coming from something older and ancient, like you're saying. There's even questions about the OTO, about whether or not, like, supposedly that was around before the people that started it and then handed it over to Crowley. So I do wonder, you know, the truth about where these things came from. Did they come? Are they offshoots from something a lot older and just changed its name and started to become public? But I mean, from my own experience, and again, not to like so much point at the OTO, but like... From my initiation stuff, there is things very similar to that idea of I didn't get in a coffin, but I got, like I said, in a makeshift jacuzzi or a tub, and they did put the clock, you know, top over it. Mm. So, I mean, it's very much like the coffin-like situation. So, I do think those things do get played out. I know there's some things supposedly about the Odd Fellows. They do weird shit like that, or they have a coffin with skeletons in it or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, I do think that stuff does – um does go on maybe different variations. Like I'm pretty sure like what I did in the OTO was just a different variation of that. They put a, a cover on the top and bang on it, acting like they're nailing it. Yeah. 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 Now, but it's the whole representative thing of like being put in a thing full of water, which is the womb and then closing it and then birthing you back out. Hmm. I think they do symbolize death in their third degree. I think that was more of a rebirth, but again, it's kind of like the whole idea of being put in something and closing it. Now, could you break down magic as you personally know it and how it may be used on a day-to-day basis or even a weekly basis or how often it can be used? If you're talking, all right, real magic, real, real magic with a K, in my opinion, is separating your soul from your body. You're going to need the astral travel or just, I hate to, you know, the death before the rebirth. You're going to click out. You're either going to go into such a deep meditation that you basically go almost into a comatose state or you actually die for a few seconds and actually go somewhere else and then come back. Doing that real fucking magic 
if you do it often, you're going to end up like fucking Kanye West or Joe Biden. You get burnt the fuck out. Your brain's fucking melted. You don't make fucking sense to anybody because you're so fucking out there. They don't even understand what the fuck you're saying. You're not even grounded anymore. So like real magic with a K, I think doing it often is fucking horrible and it will probably burn you the fuck out. Um, and is also very dangerous because in my opinion, that's when you can easily start feeding your ego and becoming self-serving and manipulative. Other magic, I would say like my opinion, I do think magic really is about changing who you are and the way that you are programmed. Um, for me, that was like a daily thing working on that. Meditating, um, personal inventory. Why am I, why do I act the way I act? Why am I afraid of what I'm afraid of? Why do I have these habits, these tendencies? Where did I get these from? You're going to have to look at all that shit and realize like who influenced you from a child up that has made you the person that you are today. And then you have to look at it and say, do I agree with that? Do I even want to be that person? And do I agree with what my, my parents might've put in my head when I was two? You know, do I agree with what the neighbor across the street told me something when I was five and I remembered it and it changed my way of thinking. I have to go back and review all that and decide, do I really agree with that? And if you don't, that's a lot of rewiring and looking at yourself of like, well, who am I now? And I, what do I become? That's all, believe it or not, I think some deeply stuff with magic to change who you are, to get where you want to go and be who you want to be. That I would say is magic. Setting up the whole fucking altar and doing silly shit. That's all magic. There's a lot of different aspects of magic, but I, I do think the real work is done on the inside and not so much of like setting up altars and invoking someone to go do something for you. I think that is still a part of the slavery. You know, Alistair Crowley used to say all the time, you a slave to the gods. Well, do you, people don't realize when we're doing all these rituals, unless you're calling God itself, if I'm calling Toth, Hathor, fucking, you know, whoever, Hermes, I'm, I'm still asking someone else to do something for me and to help me. I'm still relying mm. on someone else, not me. I think that's part of the psyop in itself. You don't realize that everything's inside yourself. You're constantly looking for someone else to do it for you. A savior, again, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of psyops and magic itself, I think. But I, I do think most real magic comes from doing work on yourself mentally and psychologically. To have like real experiences to where you are able to go into such a deep meditation, you can start clicking out. Now, with that being said, it sort of implies that magic can be used very beneficially on the personal level or almost in a nefarious manner to where you could get yourself to an evil place. Yes, I think so. And that was even another reason why I say a lot of times I stopped practicing because it's for me. I mean, I'll do deep meditations. I'll bring myself close to that point, but I won't go that far anymore or not that often at all. Just my opinion, the more times I do it, the more chances I have of coming, opening up my eyes and thinking, how could I be a piece of shit? You know, <laughs> how can I make this work for me? How can I use whatever I just experiences to mind fuck people or make money? The more times I keep doing it, the better of a chance I think of that happening. So I just kind of stopped. Turn it to Joel Olstein. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned that you will get a lot of people who when they might have these magical experiences so fucking shocked about what actually happened. They will go all the way to that end. They'll go from one extreme to the next because they'll be so scared. Because if you were to like, holy fuck, I actually died. You start thinking, oh, well, so did Jesus. Well, you me go fucking, you know, be a Bible thumper now. <laughs> you, know, when you got the whole fucking shit confused. That's kind of a theme that is 
prevalent throughout a lot of religions and a lot of beliefs, though, is the death and the rebirth. And that's a big part of, like you said, ritualistic magic and talking about ancient orders and secret societies. That's something that's just a recurring theme is that death and that coming back. And I'm not so sure that it like it's a physical thing. It might be a metaphysical thing, like you said, where the consciousness is leaving the body and you're traveling in the astral plane or whatever it may be. And maybe that's what it alludes to is the death of that physical body versus death as an end. That's something also that I had read about is that recurring over and over again was the message of death is really the beginning of like your journey into learning the esoteric ways and learning magic and learning yeah. the knowledge of the universe is that you had to die first, quote unquote. <laughs> I had, when I started first having these experiences, I was a little shocked at first and like, oh fuck, what the fuck's going on? And then I started getting an idea of what was going on. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this more. This is pretty fucking cool. And then, like, when I started to, like, kind of, there was a few times that I was, like, really trying to get myself there. I ended up kind of, like, like, again, like I said, I was doing it a lot within a short period of time. And it really started fucking with me. And eventually, believe it or not, I actually ended up in the fucking hospital. Oh, jeez. Wow. I had a blood issue. My hemoglobin wow. was up to, like, 19.6. And it's never, I don't have that issue with, like, my blood like that. And the hospital was even, like, I don't know how the fuck this happened. This is really weird. And. That all happens from like basically your blood turning very thick and lack of plasma. I haven't looked yeah. into all this shit, but I find it very fucking weird though that like after I was fucking with that shit serious, I ended up in the ho I thought I was having fucking migraines and like my body was hurting and all this weird shit. And I was like, yo, there's something fucking wrong with me. It lasted like a day or two. And I was like, yo, I have to go. I checked into the fucking hospital. I said, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. They had me there for like three days and they couldn't figure out what the fuck caused all that shit. But they, they were saying... You're fucking, for some reason, your blood is all fucked up. And I, they set me up to go see somebody, I think, a few weeks after I got out of the hospital. They checked my shit. It was back to normal. I went back six months. They checked my shit. They said, you're normal. This is probably some freak weird shit. It's never going to happen again. See you later. And it's never happened again. But when I was fucking with that shit hard, I ended up in the hospital with blood issues. I find that very weird. Yeah. The average is 16. Mine was 19.3 or 19.6. It was an issue. They actually thought that I might have to start going once a month. To have like shit put into my blood. Like they, when I was at the hospital, they had to give me a bag of blood and a bag of fucking saline to thin me the fuck out. I was so, my blood was so thick. Something to that. Yeah, definitely. That kind of alludes to like that, what you were talking about. Like, I wonder also with like the lack of plasma, if the plasma plays a part in your astral self. I think so. I mean, it plays a part in our electronics. That's true. Yeah. And yeah. to exert light. I think it has something to do with it. I just never wow. went down that rabbit hole. I was like, I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> I'll break my brain trying to figure that shit out, especially if it starts making sense to me. That might really weird me out. That's when it gets scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there has been times, and I will say too, I'll be totally honest with you, there's times, you know, I think with magic, people don't realize what can really start fucking with your head. And I heard somebody else say it, uh, and I think I liked it this way. They kind of did it with like uh, showing their Kashik records. You might learn something. And be something that you weren't ready to even handle. Or you might see mm. something or experience something that you weren't ready to actually acknowledge. And that can kind of fuck you up. You know, when I started having 
magical experiences and it dawned on me, it made sense to me that I was probably actually physically dying. That freaked me the fuck out. That fucked me up. When I started seeing shit as if I walked into an HD TV and my body wasn't there, I had a question like, what's, what is really reality now? So all these things at the beginning, when I had these things, like it kind of like, you have to be mentally strong, I think also to handle it, which is why I think they stress so much about doing inner work before you start having magical experiences. Cause you're going to have to be balanced. And I think somewhat okay in the head to deal with the shit after the fact, you're going to have to like, not lose your mind and be like, okay, uh, this is okay. I'm going to be all right. I've been living my 40 fucking years, believing this bullshit reality. It'll be okay. If I don't believe it anymore, I've been living. You know, when you put it this way, we get back to the flat earth. I was just going to say. The earth is fucking flat. It's up, I fucking pay my taxes. It didn't change anything. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I don't have to rearrange my life now because I think the earth is fucking flat. <laughs> Same thing with that. It's like you kind of have to realize, like, all right, maybe I've been duped into believing some bullshit story about reality, but like, it's okay. But some people, that could be hard. Yeah. It was hard for me. At first. It's almost like prepping yourself for psychedelics. I was just having that exact conversation with one of my coworkers the other day, actually. I was actually breaking down simulation theory for him, and he was getting like really freaked out. He was like, what do you mean? I've, I've been on this planet for 28 years, and now you're like breaking down the constructs of my reality for me, and it's kind of freaking me out. You should stop. And I was letting him know like – after ingesting psychedelics various times and you start to realize some things might not be what they seem ideologies like simulation theory are a little bit easier to digest once you start to figure out like this might not all be what you think it is i mean a little bit of a different thought line but i see where you're getting at no no i actually i think that's a good way to compare them because i do think with like you know certain uh, drugs it will help you kind of like thin the veil a little bit I mean, is that not magic in itself, taking a psychedelic? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think you can kind of have a touch of magic with certain hallucinogenics. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. I don't think it's needed. It's fucking good, though. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, but I'm just saying I don't think you need it for magic. You know? I know some people think that's you know that's the whole thing is you're supposed to eat shrooms and DMT and you're enlightened. I think you can do it without it, but whatever. I know that in shamanistic practices – barring going to South America and doing ayahuasca. But in, in a lot of the ancient shamanistic practices, they were against taking substances to reach that spiritual level because they thought that it was kind of like cheating, like skipping a step. And I think that's where, like we're talking about, you have to accept that that new reality and you have to accept what you're seeing and what you're being a part of. And if you're taking drugs to get there, at least spiritually and, and in a shamanistic way, you're not ready for it. And all of a sudden you're in a psych ward. I do think drugs, certain things like that can definitely open up your senses and start opening you up to other yeah. stuff. Going back to real quick, what you said about like light and all that, doesn't our brains emit like a certain amount of light? They can record it with certain devices, obviously like your heat register, heat registry, like when they're doing thermal, doesn't the brain emit like a certain amount of light anyways? And even during either positive or negative events like 9-11, for example, some universities said that the whole world's frequency dropped. So that would mean could the light have dimmed as a collective? In my opinion, this is just me. Doesn't mean it's right. I think that when you start to have magic experiences, you're actually starting to crack open your pineal gland and that is actually emitting light into your head. 
actually have like a retina? It does have something that can receive light, yeah. You actually will close these eyes and start seeing with your pineal gland somewhere else. It's funny that you mentioned that whole thing is because me and Lux actually mentioned that in a show once. I don't remember which university or college it is. I, for some reason, I'm thinking Princeton, Princeton's whole. They have like these things along the country to actually read, I think, EMF frequencies and shit, like large masses amounts. And yeah. they, at, during certain events, they have actually, you know, seen if humanity gave off a different fucking vibration when certain things happen. And from what we found, I wish I could remember the exact fucking site we showed it. We talked about it. This university admits to the Y2K thing as being a complete fucking scam and they made it up so they can read people's thoughts about it when the time came. So they can <laughs> read the energy fields and see what people are thinking when it's going to happen on that day. I mean, the, f- the fucking college literally is saying they made it up. The Y2K was a scam. It was just to read people's fucking reactions. I think we actually talked about that when we were on your show a little bit about the measuring of the frequencies of the world during these really shitty events that happened most recently like roe v wade when that was Mm -hmm. overturned there was a huge spike of negative energy throughout the entire earth or in specialized places and the negative energy in the field will will close your pineal gland i think will stop you from opening it yeah so that kind of makes sense that you're saying that the light was dim or whatever was dimmer during a horrible thing because if people are scared that would that to me the light would be dimmer and people would be in a lower frequency instead of a higher frequency and emitting more light. And the lizards are feeding off of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even <laughs> when you start getting into like the whole thing, I mean, I think electric has a lot to do with, with uh, magic or you know, like you said, light and magnetism or dark matter would be like the negative part, the negative aspect of that. It's what's keeping things in form and putting it into what it is. So like even like the negative energy or magnetism in itself is kind of like the bad aspect. Do you think, just kind of zooming out from all of that, do you think that maybe the powers that be, the negative entities of the world are setting these things up to bring our vibrational energy down for easier takeover, easier consumption of our negative thoughts and whatever it may be? Well, like I said before, the whole like, Problem, action, solution. Problem, action, solution. You're going to put people in such a state of fear about every single little thing that they're just going to listen to what somebody tells them to do or just puts them in a fearful mind. I mean, we went from fucking COVID to guns to this to that. It's just constantly something to scare us about dying. Everything mm. is about fucking death. Stay afraid. Don't go out. Don't do this. You can't say this. You might hurt someone's feelings. Someone that you don't know might be upset about something that you said. <laughs> what the fuck? Can I just live my fucking life? Just like the video they just put out, what was it, yesterday or the day before? The New York emergency management note about how to survive a nuclear attack. What? Like that, that threw people through a loop. They were like, what the fuck is this right now? You just have to put something out like that and not even – no plans of that ever happening and that will fuck people. Yeah. You don't even have to say we see an imminent threat here. It's just – just in case. Well, just in case. But it's already there. <laughs> it's already there. It's in the background. You have Ukraine, Russia. You have nuclear war as the imminent threat that's just looming for the last six months. So when you put something like that out in one of the most populous communities in America, 
Well, what do you think people mm. are going to do? The same week that they're like, oh, there's a new variant and it's going to ninja its way into your house and you have to wear masks. Oh, I even saw on the news, I couldn't, because sometimes I do, I do put on the one that's like my local news just so I have an idea of like where our fucktards people are saying <laughs> and shit and what's our governor and mayor doing. <laughs> All that dumb shit, just to get an idea of like, is anything actually happening that's affecting me, which most part it, it isn't actually. You know, just like every time AOC gets on the TV, oh, God. she spews some crazy sounding shit but never does it, but gets people going. You know what I'm saying? Like magic in itself, just a fucking mouthpiece to get people going. But she never does anything. She her ideas never come to fruition. You know, never happens. It's just a mouthpiece to get people going. She's from your hood, <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if she actually is. Well, that's what I'm, yeah. I mean, like even the areas that she's associated with. I mean, all right. I was working in that area a lot for a while, but like I. I don't, I don't honestly, I don't know. I know a lot of people from Queens that even say like that they lived in the, her district and was just like, I've never seen her. Quick question. Recently, I would say within the past year or so, we've seen this like new age spiritualism, especially when it comes to applications like in social media and stuff. And you see, of course, like 21 year old girl with dreads talking about how she can manifest and just drink these numbers every day and you'll be rich by Monday. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? Because I personally think that it's bullshit, obviously, but was there a more grounded way to approach manifestation? Is manifestation even like a real thing when it comes to magic as a whole? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess the first part of the question, the whole new age thing, my opinion, that and in itself with QAnon, in my opinion, and I'm not saying that, I mean, for the most part. Most Christians are actually decent people that just want to do their own thing and be a nice person and go along with their life. It's still another religion, which I don't really prescribe to following exact religions. I think more spirituality is a better way to do it, but that's just my opinion. I think a lot of New Age and Q shit, honestly, was really for people to just start kicking Jesus to the curb and Mm -hmm. start believing bullshit, start believing in Trump, start putting this guy above Jesus, start putting Q above this. I think a lot of new age shit is really just to ruin Christianity in a in a sense. And I'm not saying that like I think everybody should be Christians, but I'm just saying I, I think that a lot of new age shit in QAnon the last few years has been to ruin that, that religion. Uh, you get a lot of Christian people switching over to new age. You got a lot of, like I said, a lot of Christian people loving Trump and QAnon. I think it has been just to pull them off of their path hmm. and – Send them down a fucking mind fuck. But more so that like if I write these ten digits on my <laughs> forearm for the next two weeks, will I get two million dollars? You know, have you seen any of that stuff that like I'm gonna manifest a bunch of money through doing something kind of obscure? When it comes to magic, this is what I'm like I guess what I was saying before, a lot of shit in my is misunderstood. A lot of it, like that whole, like we were saying, like writing shit on your arms and lighting all these candles and all this and that and doing all these things for these little spells. I mean, yeah, I think it can help because it'll put your mind into the intention of trying to make that happen. And you might actually like unconsciously kind of go in that direction and make it happen yourself. But I think a lot of it is to make people delusional and actually think that they're doing something where they're not doing anything at all. Mm. It has been such a woo-woo thing. It's cool to do now. It's hip. I got friends now because I think I practice magic or witchcraft. It has become such a fluffed thing. 
that I even think that in itself is being used. Like people are think they are in the knowing when they're not at all. You're reading what Crowley or what Gardner or whoever wrote for face value. A lot of new age shit, a lot of witchcraft stuff, a lot of that stuff that's getting popular is like that. It's taking everything at face value and believing that. And that's not how the shit is being presented. Those people wrote stuff and presented shit so fucking twisted and so deep. Which odds are you're not going to fucking understand what they're saying when you read it the first time. You actually have to have your own experiences and then be like, oh, shit, I see what they're saying now. Because you saw or felt the same thing when you had a magical experience. Hmm. People, magic and new age stuff, and like what we were saying before, makes you so tied to earthly things. And this is one of the reasons why I left the OTO. The OTO has a very dark image. It's very over-sexualized. It's very gothy, very uh, edgy. It's just very cool. Um, when My opinion, that image and the way it portrays itself, you are just handcuffing your things to earthly stuff that makes it more important for you to be alive and to be of this world. You're going to cling to sexual shit. The lodge that I had an experience at, they had socialists and communists there, social justice warriors. These motherfuckers were tied to anything. You know, they were so fucking in this world and so of this world that they will never experience magic. You have to let go of all those fucking chains that you put on yourself, all those fucking labels, fucking binary fucking penguin. You're going to have to get rid of that. <laughs> you got to stop throwing all these labels on yourself because those are handcuffs and those are a blinder. Just like David Icke said, you put these blinders on and you only see a little part of yourself instead of everything fucking else. Mm. That's, in my opinion, what these orders in the OTO want you to do. Then you will never fucking know magic and you will just become a slave to people who do. Which is all a part of like why the, I even think this stuff is getting so prevalent with new age and witchcraft. Because people are believing the fucking lie, thinking they're knowledgeable. And now you're just a fucking slave to the person who understands it for real. So you're saying you don't know the ritual to win the Powerball? <laughs> oh no, but I mean, listen, there's people who I know are really good with gematria and gamble and make money. Oh, really? So I do really ways to like, especially with horses, for some reason, I've known people Really good with fucking OTB shit. Wow. When it comes to Jamatria and winning money. I got to do some research. Yeah, <laughs> go play the horses. I'll reiterate what I stated earlier that I'm very uneducated on all of this magic and occultism, things like that. But I got to ask, is there anything to all of those stones and crystals that people pay upwards of hundreds of dollars for that they place on their body and they put it on their heads or is that more like witchcrafty sort of stuff? I think it could be for both. Again, I'm going to go back to the whole thing with like colors, smoke, smell, light. It's all just forms of different forms of vibration. I do think a lot of times, like if I'm doing a ritual and it's like, all right, you have like all your associations. Crowley has a book, 777, where it's basically like the Bible of rituals. It has, it's like done as a graph. And you could look at like, if I wanted to deal with this, this is the herbs, these are the gods, these are the stones, these are the drugs, this is this, that. It's a whole fucking graph of all different things that would go along with that. So, like, you know, you have an idea of like what you're supposed to use. I mean, you don't need that book, but whatever. It shows a lot of associations in there. I think a lot of that stuff has to do with one mind attachment. I'm putting all this shit on my altar because I'm looking to accomplish this. 
It's just more really, you know, more telling yourself, this is what I'm looking to get at. You know, there's a good possibility that let's say I'm invoking mercury. I got green avatarine as a crystal and I could have, I could be burning lavender and, you know, maybe benzoin, whatever, mixing some things that would go along with uh, mercury. I do think is it possible that these crystals and these things that I'm burning, are they kind of creating that vibratory area that I'm trying to already contact? You know, because sometimes mm. some people will smoke the shit out of their area. And I think the more you do that with whatever you're using, you're actually creating that vibration in your whole fucking six foot space and nine foot space, whatever you're using. I think that does all have a little bit to do with it, believe it or not. I don't think it's needed. If you're able to just go into a deep meditation and mm. go where you want to go or have an idea, I don't think it's needed, but I think at the beginning it might help. Because human consciousness and human life is so fucking scary. Do you think a lot of people pigeonhole themselves to make themselves feel better by being, I guess, woke in that aspect, you know, being like, I know everything. You got the girl with dreads on TikTok that is like, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. And I feel great. But she's taking psychedelics and she doesn't tell you that, you know, just to get views. That is something I have mentioned and I don't want to sound like uh, whatever it is, what it is. At the OTO, in my opinion, there was a lot of people there that were not mentally they were a little off. Something, whatever, they were born that way. It happened. Fucking sucks. They're off. And I do think people like that can be easily manipulated into believing in witchcraft and magic because if you don't understand it, it's very easy to be delusional. Like you were saying before, you'll think you're accomplishing something and you're not. All right. Now, I'm not saying the way I did it was like, oh, that means I'm fucking legit. But like you're saying... I could easily have spent, including a ritual bath, I could easily have spent an hour and a half doing a ritual. I would do the bath, I'd come out, meditate, lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, lesser banishing ritual of the hexagram, invoking ritual of the hexagram, fucking another meditation, middle pillar, fucking do all that, then meditate again. I mean, you know, an hour and a half to do all this shit, but then you get some motherfucker holding a quartz crystal throwing fucking lavender over their shoulder and thinking they did something. <laughs> You're a fucking moron, I hate to say it. Clickbait. No, you didn't do anything. You're delusional. You're scared as fuck. And you're believing this bullshit, just becoming more delusional and more dumb. I hate to say it, but that's what happens. You're not doing anything but believing your own delusions. You're, you're believing what you want to believe because you're so fucking scared about living in life. All right, NY Patriot. One last question right. for you. Right. It's the takeaway. So let's say that we have some of our listeners that are trying to maybe reach that spiritual level and reach that level of getting away from their human bonds outside of religion, outside of OTO or any other societies that you may have to join. What's something that like even the most simplistic thing that somebody could do to just do that, to be a part of that, to maybe move closer to that spiritual side of them, at least from your perspective. Shut off the TV. Stop watching the news. Mm. Get off of fucking social media as much. I think that will help right there because it'll stop a lot of fear and mindfuckery. My opinion, believe it or not, if you, from my experience, you really just sit instead of looking at everything else around you, just start looking at yourself. Start thinking about what you do or how you feel when you start getting anxious or anxiety or fearful. Look at why when you start getting too fucking happy. Look at why, like, I think a lot of Q shit was all that up, down, up, down, up, down. It's the, you're a fucking ping pong. 
Hopium, fucking nothing happened. Hopium, mm. nothing happened. Hopium, nothing happened. People go through that without, you know, without Q. You can go through that throughout your day and not even realize it. Check shit like that. My opinion, honestly, if people were to able to just, even if you had to start off with a guided fucking meditation off of YouTube, that would be for a fucking teenager listening to some fucking walk into the woods and walking into a magical castle. You got to start there just to be able to focus on meditating and focus on thinking on one thing instead of a hundred at one time, you're going to have a good shot at fucking getting your head straight. A lot of things with magic, in my opinion, is shutting off the hundred fucking stations in your head, all this influence and all this crap coming in and just listening to your fucking inner self. If you can learn to start quieting yourself down and get still on the mind and realize who you really are, this whole fucking world would be completely different. People would be so focused on making themselves better, they wouldn't be telling the next motherfucker what they can and cannot do. And then everybody would change on their own and they'd just stop telling the next person how to act. You would be so focused on who you are, what you love to do and what you're doing, you couldn't care about some other motherfucker on TV saying something that I'm never going to fucking meet, doesn't pay my bills. That I, I don't even know what the, like I said, I don't know mm. what this person does after, the, after they get off the fucking camera. You're not going to be worried about that. You're going to have a completely different world to worry about that you're in love with. It's a really good way of doing it. And that could be the whole collective consciousness shift that we've all been talking about for many years. If everybody starts to, like you say, work on themselves and not put it on TikTok mm. and just kind of keep it to themselves, then you're building up your own self without having to use the dopamine of other people liking yes. liking all your posts and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need somebody else to tell you how good you are. You're actually proud of who you are and you're happy with who you are. Yeah. Or at the other end of it where you're putting up all your accomplishments on social media and somebody is not feeling that great about themselves. Now they're looking at all the things that you're doing and they're getting negative energy just based off of like stuff that they're not doing. So you get it from both ends. You know, maybe somebody's happy for you, but on the other end, somebody else is feeling like shit because you went for a hike today and they sat on their ass doing uh-huh. nothing. So social media is a fucking virus. <laughs> I actually think all that shit, I mean, talking about magic, I even think using all this equipment's all magic. Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean, honestly, my opinion, what yeah. we're doing right now, this is magic. We're going, you're going to put this up out into the fucking ether. Somebody who's doing whatever is going to get a notification on a phone or might be just looking through podcasts. They're going to hear this. And whatever we are saying has just pulled them away from what they were thinking in their own mind, has pulled them away from themselves. I exist to them now when a prior, I didn't. Your fans that are going to listen to this show who didn't know who I was, I'm now a folder in their fucking brain. I exist. That's magic. I didn't didn't exist or matter to them prior. They're going to listen to this episode and they need to think this dude's a dick. He's cool or in between. Somehow they know I exist and they have an opinion of me. That is fucking magic. We just manifested you. But you have to think though, when people hear this shit and listen to this shit, it makes them think and it's going to make them react in some way, even if, you know, whatever. To my opinion, it's all still magic. I'm just trying to use it in a beneficial way to get people to be like, you know, maybe I got to fucking wake up. You know, it's unfortunate that I do believe I'm using magic. And the shit that's fucking us, the internet, as as a way to get the message out. <laughs> and it's all because of sound. It goes back to sound. We're talking. That's vibration. And somebody else is listening. I think that's going to wrap it up for today until uh, the next time we all intervene in our magical portals. 
Uh, <laughs> I'll summon you guys next time. The next show. <laughs> tell our our hushlings and all our listeners from everywhere about your show. Where can we find you? What you got going on? Everything you know. Plug the shit out of yourself. I have uh, I have my own show, the My Patriot Show, and then I also have, like you mentioned before, the Spiritual Gangsters. That's something new that I started with a co-host, Teresa. And then I do have the Occult Rejects, which I do with Lux. That's kind of like a, my main thing. That's my you know pride and joy. That's a little bit more deeper, a little bit more detailed stuff. Um, you know, I have all those. We have a Telegram. We do have a YouTube that has like every show on one. Oh, cool. So until that gets taken down, you could just go to our YouTube <laughs> tour and more, and you'll see anything that comes out by by me or Locks or the Spiritual Gangsters. Any of that shit will be all on this. Well, sir, we are going to end this. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for coming on. We're super jazzed to have you on. Like we said, we were on your show. We always oh, have a definitely. great time. We'll definitely be having you back in you the guys. future. Sure. All right, Hushlings. Thanks for joining us for another Declassified Discussions. Thank you.